Hey guys, my name is Crystal Kenny, and I'm in love with creating. All things artistic and imagination involved. I'm an American girl who chased her creative dreams all the way to Paris, France, making a living using photography. This podcast takes you inside the stories of all the artsy folks I've met along the way and gives you that extra push to discover your creative gifts. The desire to create is deeply inside each and every one of us, and I give you the tools and inspiration to find a new way of living a more creative life. This is La Vie Creative, the podcast. Today on the show, I interview Patricia of Expat Services. She helps women in the south of France learn French, workshops, and even discovery visits. We talk about how she started her company and how she still helps people of all different levels of French learn and grow today. So welcome to the show, Patricia. How are you today? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. And you? I'm great. It's <laughs> lovely to finally have you on the show. I've been following your work for quite some time now. Thank you for having me. That's a nice opportunity for me. I love this little empire that you've built. It's such a great idea helping people in the French Riviera. But I want to talk more about where you're originally from and a little bit about your life story. Sure. Um, well, I'm French. <laughs> Uh, and my surname is from Sardinia because my grandparents, paternal grandparents, were born in Sardinia. Um, and I was born in Marseille, so still south of France. Uh, and then I studied in Aix-en-Provence. And then I went to London to work at the airport. I worked for Air France for seven years. And then after that, came back to France. I lived in Versailles in the uh, Paris region. And then I stayed for a while there, but I really missed the sun and the seaside and, you know, blue sky. So eventually uh, um, I, came, I came back to the south of France and in Nice, actually. So I've been in, living in Nice for um, about 20 years now, more than 20 years. That's such a lovely place to be. And mm. as you know, a lot of expats, people immigrate there. Talk about what inspired your business. Um, well, basically, I wanted to have an activity when I retire, which is uh, hopefully in a couple of years. I didn't want really to stop teaching. I'm an English teacher, part-time English teacher. Uh, so I thought, you know, when I stop teaching, then I would like to carry on working. Um, and then, you know, when COVID struck, um I really thought about all these women and, and men actually who couldn't go back to their countries and, and some people didn't speak the language. You know, I mean, I had a client who was stuck basically in the south of France because she couldn't go back to Australia. And then, you know, we had French classes on Zoom. And, you know, I just wanted to help women, uh, you know, because sometimes they are the ones who follow their husbands and they don't speak the language and they can feel isolated. So basically, I started thinking about that. Um, and then I opened my business about two or three years ago, you know, giving French classes to expat women, some expat men as well, um, and just to help them, you know, know the culture and, you know, speaking the language so you probably feel more integrated. But I wanted to do it like a funny way, a fun way, not, you know, really strict and rigid. So I started thinking about what people would like to do. And that's how 
I basically developed, you know, the ideas of um, French with a difference. Yeah, and as we all know, French can be difficult to learn, especially mm. for us Anglo-Saxons. <laughs> and right. talk a little bit about how you make it fun. How do you make it interesting and engaging for people to learn French? Well, so basically, I mean, I teach French on Zoom. Some people are basic. Well, in the states, that some people want to get uh, ready for their retirement, uh, so they can take classes um, on Zoom. First of all, uh, so that's really sort of traditional way, I would say, you know, learning the rules and the pronunciation, the basics that you need to know when you um, come to a country. Uh, and then once they are, once they are on the French Riviera, then um, I organize visits or workshops or tours, walks and talks, so we can just practice the language and learn the culture. So that's, yes. yeah. Basically, that's how I, you know, um, plan to uh, teach French so people practice and, you know, they don't, maybe they feel less embarrassed to speak. Yeah, because don't you find that's the hardest thing for, especially adults, they don't want to look stupid, so mm. it's so hard for them to learn. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, really, I admire people, you know, starting uh, learning a language when they are 40, 50 or plus. Uh, that's really hard for them. So I don't want really to insist too much on the rules and I try to make them feel at ease and boost their self-confidence. And then when they see that it's not really, really difficult, then obviously you make mistakes, but everybody does. Um, but that, that's not a problem. You have to make mistakes, actually, I think, to get corrected and, and to speak. But it doesn't happen overnight. So... You know, people have got to be yeah, patient. Yeah, it takes time, exactly. And that's another problem, I'm sure, is people don't have the patience to yeah. learn. They get a little overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, it can be boring, honestly. I mean, learning the grammar and the conjugations, but really you have to start like this to be able to speak properly. Otherwise, it's not going to be uh, proper French, you know. So I try to make it as easy as possible and as fun as possible. <laughs> What advice do you have for people who want to learn French? Like, what are some of the steps they can take other than hiring you? Like, what are some of the basics to really get people going in the language? Well, I know that people use apps and they seem happy about it. I mean, honestly, I don't know how the apps work, so I cannot say, you know, it's good or bad. But I know that people enjoy it and they seem to make progress. That, that could be the first step. Uh, but really, honestly, I think you have to speak. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you make mistakes when you write, because some people won't need to write anyway. Um, but really, you need to speak because that, that's why you need the most, I think. Um, and then when you speak to people, then you will more or less understand what, you know, the people answer. And then the more you speak, the more you will understand that, you know, automatic, everybody, I mean, it works with everybody. So... And it depends yeah. what you want to, why you want to uh, learn French as well. It depends on your needs. Is it for work? Is it because you're going to live in the country? You know, so. Or for fun. Yeah, mm. I know. It just depends on what you want to use it for, obviously. And I think it's a matter of getting over that hurdle of feeling stupid, of feeling silly and just mm. accepting that you're going to be wrong at first. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think people will judge you or will think that you're stupid because you make an effort. Some people would like to help you, you know. So, I mean, nobody sh really should feel stupid because they make the effort. Somebody once told me that when French people correct your French, it's kind of like someone telling you you have spinach in your teeth, you know. They want to help you. They don't want you to be embarrassed. Do you feel that way? Not really, not really. I mean, I know that on the French Riviera, there's quite a lot of English speakers. So when some expats um, start speaking English, you know, the, so sometimes people will answer in English and that's not the, the aim. So we have to say, no, no, please, you know, practice French with them. But I don't think, you know, people will make fun of you or, well, I've never heard of, you know, that these sort of stories anyway. Yeah, they're just trying to work with you. And I know oftentimes, like you said, you'll speak French and they'll respond in English. Mm, so yeah. it's important to stay in French. Yeah. Yeah. People should say, no, please, you know, I want to practice French. And so that, that should yeah, be enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's mm. the best way. And you also help women immigrating with bureaucracy and paperwork. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, basically, that's really everyday paperwork. I don't advise on visas or, you know, card vital or whatever. I mean, once they're here and if they need to fill forms, for example, I can do, do that for them or with them. Um, if they have to send a letter in French or an email or, you know, call somebody or I can go with them if they have to go to the mairie, for example, for, you know, some people want to get married in in France, so they have to take a few documents. I can go with them. Um, yeah, that's how I can help them. Basically, I go with them, or I go to your to their place, so I can do with them. So that's I think that's the best way to learn. Otherwise, if I do if I do for them, I mean there's no point because they will always need somebody. So. You know, I try to, for a letter, for example, or an email, sometimes it's always the same sentences. So once you have one email, you can sort of copy or, you know, that's, exactly. that's, yeah, that's really yeah. everyday paperwork. And what's something you wish that more people knew about living in France? So many people are dreaming of moving to France and, and maybe sometimes when they arrive, it's not what they expected. So mm -hmm. what are some things you wish people knew? Um. Well, maybe they could come you know, during different seasons, like in summer or in winter, and when they are tourists as well, um, because sometimes, you know, they, they are dreaming about one place and then it's completely different, depending on the season. So really, if they could come like two or three times, you know, like three, during three different periods, that, that, that could help. And they could see, you know, if uh, they like it or not. Um, not staying in a hotel because you don't really live the life of the country of the country when you live in a hotel. So, like renting a, an apartment or whatever. So you go shopping. You have to do your, you know, prepare your lunch and your dinner. So you see what the prices are and what sort of food you can find. And if people are nice in the neighborhood where you have rented, that sort of thing, you know, like everyday life basically. And then people could decide. Yeah. That's great advice to kind of live like a local and see if you mm. like it first. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what are some common, common things that people complain about or maybe surprise them once they arrive? Well, paperwork, everybody complains about it. Even French people complain about it. You know, I mean, you can go to an office and ask for information and then you can have advice and then the next day you go back and then you can have different advice. So that's a bit uh, confusing sometimes. So, yeah, I think, you know, um, paperwork bureaucracy is known to be really slow in France and that's, yeah, can be a pain, basically. Yeah, I think all of us have been through that struggle of yeah. the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some other things as well. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, basically, I talk to people who are on the French Riviera, so they cannot complain about the weather. Um, yeah, I think, th- I mean, the most common uh, blame is about bureaucracy and yeah, and paperwork. Too many documents and, you know, you always have to give more documents, even if you go and you've got a list. I mean, it seems that you always need one more and one more and, and you have to go back. And so that's really slow. Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of friends, Mm. myself included, that have suffered from that with the paperwork. So if you are dreaming of moving here, definitely consider that there will be some papers involved. I feel like you've got to really want to be here. Yeah, exactly. To work hard for it. Mm. And as someone who speaks English and French fluently, what are some of the things that you really notice about both languages? Is there any kind of creativity can you play with the words more in French can you play with the words more in English like which one do you find there's more flexibility and and fun when it comes to writing or trying to express something um well I think you need more words to express something in French I find English you know sometimes with one word you need several words to translate into French um And as far as puns are concerned, I mean, you can have both in English and French. But really, I think English is more a shortened version of of a language, which is nice. You know, there's nice words as well and really synthetic. I don't know if we can say that. Synthetic, Uh yeah. Uh, You can express sometimes the same idea with less words in English, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that as I've been learning French myself is that, yeah, it's sometimes you need more words to say the same thing. And also like certain words may not exist in the other language. I've found that a couple Mm. times too. Mm. Sometimes you need a sentence to explain one word that doesn't exist in the the language. Exactly. And does your brain ever get twisted sometimes from speaking both languages? Um. Well, it yeah, it, it can happen when I'm tired. Actually, I really have to look for words. So if I speak English all day long, then I'm gonna have to look for words in French, you know, because then uh, obviously the English words comes out first, and sometimes it's the other way around. So yeah, it depends. But when I'm tired, my accent is different, and I really have to think twice basically in English yeah <laughs> that makes sense for any language yeah, <laughs> you have to think yeah. a little bit yeah. when you're tired 
And as someone who's lived in a couple of different places in France, are there certain places that really inspire you or that you recommend to visitors? Well, honestly, I, w I wouldn't be uh, neutral. <laughs> I, I love the south of France. I mean, from like southeast to southwest, it's really a nice place to live. And also there are nice places, nice villages. Um, I lived in Paris, well, in the Paris region, in Versailles. So I think I was really lucky. Um, Versailles is, is nice as well. I really loved it. Um, but I didn't really like the weather. So, um, yeah, but Paris is a lovely, really nice city as well. Um, yeah, but definitely, definitely south of France. Me. Yeah, you wrote the South. You've been there for 20 years now, so I'm sure you're biased. And yeah. as someone who lives in Nice, are there any places you recommend for people to go in Nice as far as restaurants or places to visit? Well, honestly, there are so many. Um, you know, I mean, there are nice restaurants in the old town. There are nice restaurants um, on the seaside. There are nice restaurants in the countryside, you know, and all the places as well that, you know, like you've got. Antibes, which is nice. On the other side, I don't know, Villefranche or Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat. And we are like about half an hour or an hour to Italy, you know, or you can drive or take the train and spend the day there. So, yeah, there are really nice things to do and museums and you can walk outside. I mean, I think that everybody can find something to do, whatever the season, actually. Yeah, it's the best of all worlds. I love that Italy's in your backyard too. Mm. Yeah, it's really pleasant. And how would you des describe creativity in your own words? How would you define the word creativity in your own words? Um, I think it would be like to start something that doesn't exist, basically. You know, when you create something, um, it means that Well, for me, creativity to be creative means, yeah, to create, do something that doesn't exist, to be original and different. That would be creative. I, I like that. Yeah, to be original, to create something out of nothing. Mm. Those are great ways to describe creativity. Yeah. And what advice do you have for people who are searching for their creative gifts and maybe have not found them yet? Like what... What do you tell them to do when they're searching for their passions, like how to find them? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, it takes time um, because, I mean, you may like different things or a lot of things and then you cannot decide. And I think um, when you think about it, something will happen over time. At the end, you will find what you like. Um, some people need to try different things to know what they like. Some people have got passion or talents and skills. Um, so when you try, you know, I think after a while you can decide what you like and, yeah, and go ahead with your passion. Yeah, it's just a matter of showing up and trying mm. some different things. Yeah, I think so. And why do you think creative people are attracted to France? There's so many artists that have lived here over the, the years that have traveled all over to paint and write. And, and why do you think France attracts so many creatives? 
Well, if I take the examples of painters or artists who came or who come to the south of France, they're obviously attracted by the light and, you know, landscapes. But the, the light here is, is quite amazing. Blue skies, as I said before. Uh, also, people like to be outside. You can paint, you can write, being outside, even in winter, for example. You know, when there are sunny days, you can have just a jumper or a coat and, and write on paint outside. So I think that's quite nice. Uh, but what painters have said, why people, well, what artists come here, I think it's, yeah, the landscape the um, and the light. You know, it's quite amazing. Yeah. The light is really beautiful in the South. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the best advice you've ever been given? I don't know. Um, well, do do what you like. Like when I wanted to start my business, you know, people have sort of supported me and said, yeah, you should try and you should go ahead. And so, you know, I was, I think, supported. I would still have done, I would have done it anyway, even <laughs> if people uh, didn't support me. But yeah when people sort of support you and say, go ahead. So I think that was the best advice I was given. Yeah, definitely. It's nice when you have people to support you, but if you know there's something you really want to do, you just have to go for it anyway. Yeah, I think so. You try and then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you won't have any regrets. And what are some future projects you're excited to share with listeners? Mm. Well, I'm working on a project now because usually the activities I offer are more or less um, in Nice because there's quite a lot of people uh, coming to Nice and also it's quite easy. You can take the train or the tram, or the tram sorry, and we meet uh, in the city. But I think I'm going to develop other activities. I'm thinking about going to grass and, you know, offering workshops with grass picking or, yeah. I cannot say a lot. Uh, I'm going tomorrow for a visit. So I'll see what happens. And yeah, so maybe go outside now and offer activities which are linked with the local economy or yeah, local culture, actually, of the South of France. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many opportunities mm. down there to help people discover and to have some special experiences there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to do, I think. And where can people connect with you, hire you from French lessons and learn more? Um, well, I've got the website, which is frenchrivieraexpatservices.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook a lot. Actually, I post a lot on Facebook, uh, whether on my personal page, Trisha Pedici of French Riviera Expat Services. Um, and then they can connect on Instagram as well. Send me emails or Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. And I can't wait to see what you'll develop next. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to La Vie Creative. You can find more information on MissParisPhoto.com. And if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word for all my creative guests. We have the power to help them to keep doing what they love. See you next time.